This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. What's up, Mary Goulet? How are Mary you Goulet, doing? Richie Ote, what's up, baby? How's it going, Steve? All good, all Hi, good. Super excited. We uh, we got the one and only Christy Whitman hanging out with us in studio. Hi, Christy. Hey Where's home, by the way? Arizona, Scottsdale. Arizona, Scottsdale. Yeah. Awesome. Well, welcome. Glad you are here. Thank you. Uh, I was telling you before we actually came on that we're uh, we're all kind of on a high here from uh, from last week's new media summit. Oh, so good. It was so good, so right? Good. I'm sorry. I want to go to the next one. I'm you already like, how do to. I yeah. sign up? Give like, me the where, link. Give me the link. So, Kelly, we need a link for Christy. She's ready. Uh, but, yeah, we, we just came off of the New Media Summit. This is our, our third one. It's a little bit uh, hard to believe, but we've actually um, – it seems like we started this years ago. And, uh, and and we just did our third one, our third one in a year. In a isn't, year. Isn't it a year today? It's a year today, September 20th. Yeah, yeah. September 20th, 2017, we did our first New Media Summit. Sold out. 150 people got an opportunity to meet and pitch 40 leading podcasters and get booked on their shows on the spot. And uh, we did it again, sold it out. And then, well, just a week ago, we did it again in Austin, Texas, and uh, and sold that Come back one to San Diego. out. We're going back to San Diego. Not, not immediately. We're going back to San Diego. That'll happen in uh, September of 2019, so next year. And uh, the next one we're doing, though, is February. And, uh, and Christy, you're going to be there. You're I gonna am going to be there. All right, sweet. So I'm now, literally like, here, I'll give you my credit card. Let's right? go. You hear that, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly? Uh, yeah, so Christy wants in, and that's awesome yes. because uh, you'll definitely get booked on a lot of shows there. Awesome. Um, and, and you'll have a chance, of course, to share your story uh, at the New Media Summit. But now that you're here on Reinvention Radio... We got a lot more time with you because there you have two minutes to pitch everybody and get booked, and everybody who comes there gets booked on shows. Um, here you have At a chance to share one. a ton of shows, probably a ton of you shows. Get on a ton. Yeah, yeah. you're, you're going to get booked on a ton. But uh, this will give us an opportunity here on Reinvention Radio to really go much deeper uh, into your story, which is super exciting for us because, uh, and certainly for me. I, I, are you from? Let me just ask you this: I'll put you on the spot here, Mary. Were you familiar with Christy before today? Your name. The name, but not the work specifically. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, oh, okay, that makes sense, but I, yeah. Yeah, so what, so just give us sort of the overview of what you're best, and that is a hell of a ring, Jiminy, man, really? <laughs> no Look kidding. at the ring on that, job, my God. Frederick. Jesus, you struck gold with this guy. So was the success before or after Frederick? Like, where, where were we on that? Did the ring oh come before? God. Like, could you have got that she on your own, or was it like, you, yeah, man, Jiminy. <laughs> I need. A, is he single? No, he's not single. He's no, with you, obviously. He's with me. Gee, my <laughs> God! Been married ten years, almost eleven Just years. Just saw that thing. The lighting in the studio, like blind. I know it's glaring. So ten years. Congrats. Thank has it been you. the best ten years of your life? It's awesome. It's been the best ride of my life. Did, it has been the best did, personal growth program I have been up. involved in because did, I'm not only married. I have two kids with this man. So. Did you manifest go her? Ahead, you did you turn it around and show who you're right? Are, yeah. yeah. There you go. So did you? Did you manifest her? Or did she manifest you? Which which is it? Which how did that we, work? I think we manifested each both. other at a the same bit of time. Both? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, getting... that's a great story in and of itself of oh, yeah. manifestation. But yeah, yeah. Well, we'd love to talk about um, any and all of that. And obviously, with Frederick being here and hanging out and Facebook living us, thank you for that. <laughs> uh, if there are questions, by the way, on the Facebook live, make sure that uh, you read them off because we'll uh, we'll try to answer as many of those uh, as we can. But. So what? Just as a brief overview, what what are you best known for? Because I know you dance in a couple of different circles, but how would you summarize what it is that you're best known for here and now today in in 2018? Co- certifying coaches. I've been certifying law of attraction coaches for ten years now. 
And also, you know, this is my fifth book, so I have two that hit the New York Times list. Nice. And yeah, so I mean, I, but I do a lot of things. I'm also a healer, and you know, I, I do group coaching, one-on-one coaching. So there's, and I'm a speaker. So there's mm-hmm. all those, you know, this industry. It's like there's many different forms of serving in that way. Sure. So. Yeah. How do you feel like the um, and and we we get into some nuts and bolts here, but just straight out of the gate, like I have to ask this question because as a as a healer and and someone who's kind of into this woo kind of world, so to speak. Yeah. How do you reconcile this whole notion of making money for what is your your gift and getting paid well for what it is that you do versus just being able to share that gift based on who you are and what you've been given? Like, has there ever been a point where it's been uncomfortable for you to get paid for what it is that, that seems to come most naturally to you? No. You know, but I see that with a lot of coaches because they have this spiritual, like, if if you're serving, you know, we are, we're programmed a lot of times. Like, obviously, if someone's serving spiritually, it's a priest or a rabbi, and they don't get paid to do that, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's just they're in service. And as a coach, that's the thing that when I certify coaches, the biggest thing that they, you know, they're in service, and they have a hard time getting paid for what they do. The way I view it is that I've been given a value, a, you know, a gift, a skill set, because I, you know, there's a gift of coaching, there's a gift of healing, that sort of thing. But I also went and achieved the skill set. And each time I've helped a client, I've learned something myself. Mm-hmm. So there's my own experience and the skill set that I bring and the the years of expertise in doing what I'm doing. So someone, when they're paying me to do something, they're they're paying for the results that they get. And I'm the avenue to help them get that result. And it's kind of like, I think of it like air. You know, it's like we don't just breathe out. You know, we breathe in and we breathe out. So there's a receiving and also a giving. Mm -hmm. And I I think it's important for people that are doing this type of change making in the world that they do get paid and that they live well. Mm -hmm. Because it's, you know, the more money I make, the more I put back into my business. I mean, writing a book and promoting a book costs money. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Well, and also money is energy. Yes. So if you're blocking the energy of money receiving it, what else are you blocking and holding back from your client? Exactly. And I've never heard anybody say that to me because I always say money is energy. I actually say money is green energy. So I've never actually had any. So thank you for saying that. It's, it's true. I mean, money, everything in the universe is energy. And so money is if we're, exactly what you're saying. If you're not allowing and receiving in something that is your natural birthright because you're giving out value, you should be able to receive that what else are you blocking? Because if you're blocking that, what you do in one area, you're doing in other areas. Well, and the irony is, what if their issue is money? Right. And you're bringing your block money energy right. to them. Right. <laughs> it's a big hot mess. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. So that's one of the first things you help them unblock when you're coaching someone? You know, my whole thing is that, and what I write about in Quantum Success is that there's seven universal laws. And one of those laws is the law of sufficiency and abundance. And what this law really states is that everything in the universe is abundant, but the mo- but what you focus on, you're going to get an abundance of. Most people are focused on the lack, and so they're getting an abundance of lack. They're running out of time. They don't have any money. They don't have any support, you know, and it's always this, I just don't have what it takes. There's always this mental talk. Perpetuating mindset. Yes. And so when you're thinking that way, you are going to attract everything, relationships, situations that are going to reflect that. And so, you know, shift, there's actually, like you said, a mindset, a thought process, thought patterns of lack. And each time we shift those, we move into abundance. 
And the key is, is that the doorway into abundance is through satisfaction, is sufficiency. So what does that look like? Looking for the positive aspects of your life right now. Mm -hmm. What can you be at least satiated with right now, being happy with what is, yet looking ahead and going, ooh, that that excites me. I want more Mm -hmm. of that. You know, so, so I mean, in like, let's just bring that down into practical terms. So does that just mean like a like a gratitude journal? Like, is that a good place to start or what, what are we talking about? Yeah, but not just because people go, oh, I, I do grat- I do my gratitude. Right. And so one example I give is I, if I was to tell you to list five things that you're grateful for, it's not a head thing. It's a, it's an open head. It's an open mind. It's an open heart. You have to be able to feel it. So the example I always give is I could list, yeah, I'm happy, I'm grateful for my husband, my son Max, my, you know, son Alex. Do you feel Alex. that, Frederick? Do you feel that, do, is like, is that every day? Do you <laughs> every get, single day. Yeah, every single day. All right. <laughs> just, yeah. Good That's the answer. right answer. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll say, like, you know, instead of just listing the things, I'll think of, I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for him because I feel protected with him. I feel the love when, that I look into his eyes. So you need sort of the definition of the why white. you are grateful. Yeah, just add yeah. a little juice to it. Add a exactly. Juice. <laughs> to get you into the yeah. feeling place. Because just listing stuff from the mind, that's not changing or shifting any energy. Mm. So let's – and I have to challenge you a little bit on this because my – I will say that I am a, a not even a bit of a skeptic, like a full blown. Full blown. Yeah, like you're just, one of those. I'm one of those, <laughs> like just cynical. full blown cynical. Bring skeptic it on, Steve. Around around this whole like, <laughs> which yes, is Richie. surprising with how many friends you have that aren't that way. It's true, right? Yes. I know. So what does that say about and, me? And you sit in the room with the two of us. I attract so many light workers, you know. Yes, and like, you what do. does that mean about me? But but seriously though, I'm not a believer in the law of attraction. Like I, I will. I'm not sitting here saying that, like, if, what do you give me the eyebrows for? Like, if my, Mary gives, when I give her I get the, the eyebrows from Mary, then I know I'm going down an interesting path. But An the, hour for you, a lifetime, a lifetime for us. <laughs> this is what we live. So, Each and every week. So, I mean, look, let's, let's go back to the days of, uh, you know, The Secret, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and... and are you, are you a fan of The Secret? Was that of like... Of course. You are a fan yes, of The Secret. Yes, yeah? absolutely. That, that, you know, that book, movie, whatever, it, it couldn't be all... It couldn't be the end-all be-all to everybody. Yeah. But it was it was an introduction, and I thought it was a really good introduction. Is there more to... It, we're talking about universe. We're talking about quantum physics. We're talking about how the universe literally works. So a two-hour movie or a book is not going to give you everything you need to know about manifestation, how the universe works forevermore. Yeah. It's an introduction. It's a taste. And I had a lot of clients and people coming to me going, law of attraction doesn't work. And I'm like, well, it's not that it doesn't work. It's like gr- gravity works. You throw up a ball, it's, it's going to come down. down. Yeah. We don't have to sit here right now and think gravity in order for our bodies not to go float out into outer space. Gravity exists. I mean, we're on the second floor. It makes sense to know that so that we don't step <laughs> off the building and go splat, right? It just makes sense. So knowing about the universal laws that are universal, doesn't matter if you're Steve and you don't believe or, you know, if you're Christy and you do, they exist. Mm-hmm. And so the the secret was such a beautiful, like, consciousness expansion. It was just such a ripple effect of birthing. Mm-hmm. And yet we have to learn more. There's more laws. There's more ways to apply it. It isn't just sitting around and... You know, meditating all day, thinking about money, and then that bags of money are going to land on your head. Is that your meditation pose, by the way? Is that oh, like, yeah. Yeah, that's the one? <laughs> we, I get in a yoga position. Nice. Definitely not. So, I mean, look, I, I think that part of what happened in that sort of era, if you will, is we got into this whole mindset around like, 
you know, if you do what you love, then the money will follow, mm-hmm. right? And like, if I if I put enough positive thoughts on X, Y, or Z, then I'm going to get enough positive results, you know, as as a direct reflection of all of those positive thoughts and energy that I'm putting out into the universe. That's half of it. That's half of it. I mean, my my personal take, and I haven't seen this anywhere else, and so maybe I'll write a book on it. Um, but my personal take is that all of that is all well and good, but the 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 universal law that actually makes shit happen is what I call the law of pro, the law of proaction. Okay, like, so Steve, that's the book. That's quantum that's success your book? because I talk We're about here? it's like, two, two it's two things. Okay. It's alignment. So that's where you're evoking law of attraction, positive thinking, you know, expecting what you want. That's a, that's like connecting with a larger part of who you are, mm-hmm. right? And then taking momentum. So there's people out there that are taking massive action, they're frustrated, they're overworked, they're not getting where they want yeah. because they're negative. They don't believe in the success that they can have. They don't believe and expect it, right? And so they're not aligned. Is that negativity or is that reality? Like, I mean, for some people. Well, if you're looking at a negative reality, then that you're going to keep attracting a negative reality. If you're still, the, well, this is reality. Reality sucks. Well, then your reality is going to continue to suck. But maybe shitty things happen to them. Well, it we, happens let's just, to everybody. Everybody. But, it's human. Yeah. Let's just call it, instead of shitty things happening, let's just call it contrast. This thing happened that I don't want. Let's use that contrast as an opportunity to say, what do I want? If I'm a creative, amazing, manifesting being, which we are, and there's universal laws that I'm sending out energy, and that includes the thoughts, the words I'm saying, the actions I'm taking, all those things, then let's focus on what I do want and move in that direction. Mm. Let's let this contrast, this problem spring forth some kind of solution and clarity of what I do want. Mm-hmm. Well, and plus, Steve, I mean, you're a person that, especially at New Media Summit, everyone would attest that your heart is just gold. And sometimes things like a couple of years ago, what look like problems, sometimes they're just things that might be the universe realigning what you're supposed to be doing. And next thing you know, you're doing the thing that is in alignment with the That's way your best you work. are. Mm. That's, That's your best work, buddy. You know, and you were mm-hmm. you were a salmon swimming upstream. Yeah. And then now what looked like negative event literally got you going the direction of something that looks like it's perfect. Yeah, what That's Richie's contrast. referring to is uh, so the day before the first New Media Summit, literally the day before, and you can probably appreciate this because I know you do events and you speak and you do you know the whole nine, right? So the day before the New Media Summit, I got slapped with a $7.2 million personal judgment against me relating to a, uh, a real estate project in Chicago that I thought council was handling uh, in the right way back in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I had been living here for four years. And I did not know that council was not representing me whatsoever, that plaintiff was going in, getting literally everything that they wanted, they took a non-recourse loan, were able to convert it to a fully recourse loan, personal judgment, the whole nine, right? So to Richie's point, since then, I've had actually some of the best business years that I've ever had. And you talk about time and abundance. I mean, like, God, I can't, I, like, right now, I am. I have time abundance, you know? And it's just, it's interesting. I mean, to Richie's point, you just never, I guess what might look like, Mm, something on the surface in terms of it having a negative impact on your life or being something that works to your detriment, I guess, with the right framing around that, you could actually see how it works to your benefit. Absolutely. So how is not believing in the law of attraction working for you? 
Well, because I'm a believer in the law of proaction, which is the second step. Well, not you don't call it that, I guess, but you you said there's two parts of the process. Alignment and momentum. You have to take action. You have to take the steps. I mean, you can get inspired all day long. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was saying. There's people that are doing action, 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 but they're not aligned. And then there's other people that can align themselves all day long. They meditate and think positive, but they don't do anything. Yeah. You got to do both, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and you have to, I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. And you have to work with the universal laws because what you're, it's funny, you're saying I'm a realist, but your reality, you're enjoying your reality. You love your reality. Yeah. Loving your reality, loving your life, then that's going to bring you more of good things. Right. But there's yeah. real realists out there that are looking at their life going, well, I'm real. I'm not a positive thinker. You know, I'm yeah. real, but your reality sucks. So do you want to keep yeah. So Believing it, in that? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I got you. And, and I will say that I smoke a lot of weed. If you listen to the show, you know that. Um, and when things are bad and you smoke a lot of weed, you feel good. And when things are good and you smoke a lot of weed, you feel better. So, you know, I think it, you know, it really, I, it's, I, basically this is a, so can we, can we do our sponsor message right now? Sure. So this episode of Reimagined Radio is brought to you by my bong, which is sitting at home <laughs> waiting for me right now. And, uh, and you are invited Oy to vey. join with me there. I love you. So, oh but, but when did you go like into this world? Because this wasn't always your world. I mean, oh, no. let's go back, back, back. And so like, who was, who was Christy Whitman, like version 1.0, like pre-Frederick, like PF days? Let's call it PF. PF days. Christy Whitman, I love it. PF. Well, I used to date all the wrong kind of men, the cheaters, the beaters, the, you know, the, they, drugs, alcohol. And that whole, doesn't manifest thing. itself in any way with you at all, Frederick, right? You don't get the brunt of that at all. It's all no. behind nothing. He's never done a drug in his life. He's he's never smoked a cigarette. I mean, he's just, the first time, we, one of the vacations we went on is the first time we ever got drunk. Mm. And that was funny to see. You are corrupting him. I, right. <laughs> no, but I mean, that just in the way of men, like it's, a, it's just a complete polar opposite of the type of men I would attract to now and, and with the loving relationship that I'm in. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was destined to have a relationship like my parents bickering and arguing and just totally unhealthy and I knew as a kid I didn't want that I used to beg my kids to my my parents to get a divorce because it was just like so toxic and so it was toxic inside of my head too no matter how much success I was rooted in lack no matter how what I accomplished no matter what I looked like no matter how much money in the bank no matter what I had it was never enough I was never satisfied mm-hmm. and early career stuff though what were you doing before you started getting into this oh, work I lived in Chicago I graduated Arizona State University moved to Chicago I was working for a liquor company uh, and I, Judge and Dolph which no, I was about? Union Liquor. Union, okay. Union Liquor. Yep. And so I quickly got promoted So to... my grandfather started Foremost Liquor Stores. Oh, my gosh. We were in wow. Chicago in the liquor business for a long time. You know that I own Liquor.com still to this day. No, Did you know I that? didn't you know, didn't that. know that. Oh, See? that's so funny. Now you have to know these things. That is so funny. Picked up, picked up that domain in 98. Wow, that's See, amazing. We probably ran a lot of the same stuff. Probably. Circles, right? Wow. Because I worked world. for Canandaigua Wine Company. I was the, I mean, it was 24, 20, yeah, I was about 24 years old, living in Chicago, single, and I, my, I got paid to take my best friend, Dawn, who also moved to Chicago at the same time I did. And we would eat at like Gibson's mm-hmm. and all these great restaurants and, and go to these different bars because that was my job. So, so I, this, I, this explains a lot because that, that area <laughs> is, in Chicago is known as the Viagra Triangle. 
Oh, so, brother. Yeah, so it's the Gibson Steakhouse, <laughs> and it's the, you know, it's like the old mob kind of. So that explains the the men you were attracting. You, you were hanging attraction. out, right? You were hanging out in the Viagra Triangle. What were yeah, you expecting? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so yeah, you're in the I was, liquor I, business. Yeah, I was. I was. I was working for the second largest wine company, and then I ended up getting a promotion. I had six different states in the Midwest. I was doing really well. I was mm-hmm. making great money, money in the bank. You know, I was living with my best friend in Wrigleyville and a Brownstone. I mean, you know, on the outside looking in, life couldn't be better. I was this miserable. Your, this is in your twenties. I was miserable. Yeah, because I went. Wait a minute. They told me if you go get a degree. And you go get a career mm-hmm. and you make lots of money and you have health in your body and, you're, you know, yada, yada, yada. I was like, I've got all that. I could, you know, check everything off. Why am I so miserable? Because mm-hmm. inside of me, I was miserable. I was judgmental, critical, envious, competitive. You know, I was totally, completely in lack. And no matter what good I had, no matter how much money I made, no matter if I was to attract Prince Charming himself, I would have never been satisfied. Yeah. So, so in your two principles, you had the pro action, but you didn't have the alignment piece. Yes, exactly. When did you... Yeah, what was the turning point? What was the awakening? I was so miserable, and I I finally moved to California. I dated the last bad guy. And after him, I was like, I'm done. Like, I took a six-month, like, what? Well, I think the guys in the Midwest are awesome, and it's the knuckleheads out here in California. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I met a knucklehead in California. I met a knucklehead in California, that while we were doing our long distance thing was totally cheating on me. Wait, and, hold on. You can't yeah. just gloss over this because what? like the like the shift from Chicago to, to California, like that's a big deal. I yeah. mean, you were single at the time. You had your friends and whatnot. I mean, I did it with my family four years ago. But to wake up one day and say, I've got to get out of this environment. You know, well, you I went, hated the weather, by the way. I'm not a cold girl. So the winter was coming and I'm like, I have to get out of here. Winter is coming. <laughs> so you did, did you grow up in California? No, I grew up in Scottsdale, Arizona. In Arizona. That's yeah. why you went to ASU. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so for you going to Chicago, my, for those six My whole years. entire family is from Chicago. And so mm. when I said I moved to Chicago, they all said, are you crazy? We all moved. Like right. they all migrated. Cousins, aunts, uncles, everybody migrated to get out of that weather. And yeah. you're going back? Right. So one day, just a wake up call. You knew when you knew winter was coming. You weren't loving the um, the liquor work you were doing. I what? just wasn't fulfilled, and so I ended up meeting this guy. He worked for the liquor company in California, mm-hmm. and so I just asked my company, "Can you, you know, okay, transfer so me?" Okay, so, so they you transferred went there with a job. Yes, yeah, okay. got yep. there. And Todd and I broke up a couple months after, not even a month, it was like a couple weeks after. The one person I met was a hairdresser that happened to be a friend of his and I wanted to go get my hair cut. I remember walking in there and Janine had such an inner glow about her. It was literally, do you guys remember that movie when Harry met Sally? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, mo- that part where she's in the, um, the, the deli and that woman says, I'll have what she's having. Mm-hmm. That was me. I was like, what? I mean, I just kept looking at her and go, what? there was like bubbles of joy, like just exuding off of her. And I did not feel that at all in my life. I'm like, what do you do? Like, you, mm-hmm. you just seem so happy. And she said, yeah, I meditate. And, you know, and I asked more questions. And she, she gave me the name of this woman that was her meditation teacher. And I'm literally like out the door dialing her as I walked out of the salon. And the first moment I met with Melanie, she said something to me that complete. Now, today, this everybody says this, right? But back then, nobody ever, I'd never heard this before. She said, your thoughts create your reality. Yeah. And mm. I went, whoa. Like, there was a part of me, like, I viscerally felt the truth of that. And I don't know how I knew it. 
but I did. And then I started like paying attention to my thoughts and I'm like, oh, well, I'm just a mess, mm-hmm. you know, stinking thinking. Yeah. yeah. It was not a nice neighborhood. You were in Southern California. You were in Northern, 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 Northern California. California. Well, that's part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you got out of the liquor business. You I decided did. to pursue I quit, something. I quit my job. I couldn't stand doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I just, everything, like, it, every, it, everything imploded. I gained, I went like $60,000 in credit card debts. I gained 30 pounds. Swore off men, not going to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I just focused on my spiritual practice. And I started meditating and shifting my lack thoughts to abundant thoughts and literally went to work on myself because Mm -hmm. I, like I said. So, what did that look like, though? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you're 60,000 in debt, you quit your job. Yeah. What? I literally was in my therapist's office three days a week, just starting to learn about energy, meditating, shifting thoughts of lack and abundance within. Learning about law of attraction, that was the first law I learned about, and learning how what I'm sending out is going to come back. And within a very short period of time, I started dropping weight. I got a headhunter out of the blue that called me to uh, interview for a job with Pepsi-Cola in Sacramento. Mm. And I was like, no. But she kept bugging me, and I said, okay. So I go to Sacramento, got the job, $60,000 paying job at that time. Mm. You know, That was a lot. It was a lot. And right then I met Mike, who I was in an eight-year relationship with, totally different than any other man I'd been with. He was a nice guy, ended up marrying him. You know, so everything changed. I, yeah. I, I got my body back. and But it was like finally I was feeling a sense of happiness inside. And there's different levels of that and there's different levels of growth. I mean, I still do it to this day. I have a, a lack thought might that might take me under for, you know, what used to be a, a month. Now it might be an hour and then now I know how to shift it, right? So how do you shift that? Because like that's for a lot of folks, I mean, this this is kind of the goal then of this interview is like how do you shift out of that that mm, that negative thought, whether it's a thought around lack or it's a thought around a relationship. I mean, whatever it might be. And Mary, you're jumping well, on your because charity. I want to yeah. address what you had said before. You first have to acknowledge yes. your thoughts. Like you have to be aware of what you're thinking. Yes. Period. But before even that, because what it got to me is the place where it's like when I feel bad for no apparent reason, like say all of a sudden I'm just in a bad mood, you know, or nothing happened, but I'm just being snippy or, Mm -hmm. you know, impatient or just don't, I just don't feel good. My cliff note version on that is if you feel bad, you're in lack. If you feel good, you're in abundance because you can't be in abundance and feel bad and you can't be in lack and feel good. It just totally defies law. Mm -hmm. So now I know I'll give you a perfect example. It was about two or three years ago. I was laying there and getting a massage. That's kind of like my thing of, you know, pampering every single week. And I was laying there getting a massage and all of a sudden I felt this overwhelming anxiety. Like I could feel my just, just this anxious feeling come over me. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of getting a massage. What should I feel anxious about? Right. But instead of judging myself or saying, oh, go away, suppressing it, you know, what most of us do. Right. I went, okay, I'm listening. I'm paying attention. What is the anxiety about? And it was underneath the anxiety, it was a fear. Now, what I know in all my years of training is that the fear comes from lack. We don't just, you know, like the uh, Course in Miracles, for example, mm-hmm. talks about there's either love or fear. Well, under the, under the fear, there's something, right? There's a thought, there's a belief, there's something under that fear. And it's always rooted in lack because, again, lack feels bad. Fear feels bad. So I asked myself, you know, paid more attention. Okay, so what's the fear about? Where is the lack? And I heard a voice clearly say, you've used it all up. And I went, I've used what all up? 
And I had been really successful, you know, created quantum success in my business, multi-million dollar business. They had everything I wanted, going on cruises, I mean, diamond rings, you know, the whole thing, right? And money in the bank, everything. And the love of my life, all this stuff. Like, life is just so good. Last on the list. Note that, Frederick. Yeah. Last, by the way. Yes. That was but, gratuitous, but, by the way. But I saved the best for last. Yeah, oh, there's there that. you go. Thank you. But it, it was like, what do you mean I used it all up? And it's like, your success. And I'm like, as if my success is a pie. Mm. And I've used it. I've eaten it all up. And I said, no, I don't have a pie. I've got a bakery. And so I started bringing in that energy because there was a limited part of me that, you know, a small part of me that got limited, blocked, bounded in some way. And as long as I expanded it with and opened my heart to it, opened up to the energy of abundance, that thought never has come back. And I no longer believe that. Mm -hmm. So do you do one thought at a time? Do you just that particular thought right then or do you try to go back to where did that thought come from i do the first thought i go what would i have to believe right now what do i have to be thinking right now to feel this feeling and then mm-hmm. you're, you're you'll get it in your head and then i just shift that what's the opposite of this what's a better feeling thought than that mm-hmm. let's talk about that voice for a second because we all have them well we all have them and then even as a as a new york times best-selling author and this is your fifth book you know, quantum success, right? I mean, your fifth book. Mm-hmm. So that that same voice that can get into your head and throw you down those paths of negativity, you know, it's that same voice that you channel to some extent, I think, to to put your thoughts into a book form, right? And share, like, what do you think that that voice is? Like, I'm like my book. What is your what? I'm not egotistical enough to think that I actually wrote that. You know what I mean? Like it, I just sat down and it came through me, so to speak. So right? you don't believe in law of attraction, but a book came through. <laughs> you. Well, you Thank know, you. like I'm, right. I'm just saying, I'm not that smart. Like I, I mean, I'm. You let's know, call like, it something different. I think he's all. Like, I think he's just he's believes in it. He applies it. I just don't think he likes the word law of attraction. But don't we con- don't we control that voice? Like I, I'm trying to figure it out because like that's that same voice that helps you do really positive things. It's that same voice that tells you you're crap and you shouldn't be doing anything. No, you know? it's a, I, no, it's a different di- voice. Two different yeah. voices. Yeah. It's yeah. We've got many. Do voices. yours sound different? Because okay. mine sound the same. <laughs> All right. So. Well, can I explain why what my belief is about? I would that? love to hear you. Really and then quick. I'd yes. love to hear Christy. So in my book, Go What You Got, I explain. We make decisions from our ego, which is fear based. We make decisions from our heart, which is emotion based, or we make decisions from our gut, which is soul based. So love the that. inspiration, the hey, giving you a hint about something—that's all soul. That's the you. Big you talking to you. Mm -hmm. But your ego, which is fear-based, asks questions, speaks in sentences, rationalizes, justifies, manipulates circumstances, people, um, and wants, is emotionally attached to an outcome. Yes. And that's the judgment that comes to you and says, oh, you're a knucklehead or you're doing this and you're doing that. And if you just listen to that small voice (laughs) and really stick with that, that's the truth of who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your heart is going to be, well, what if they don't like me? What if I get hurt? You know, so these two should not rule. Mm-hmm. Pay that- attention to these two. The language of your ego and the language of your heart. Mm-hmm. Well, what I wrote in Quantum Success, and, and to your point, like after my success of having two New York Times, you know, uh, books, I have my literary agents going, okay, what's your next book? And I'm like, I don't, I, I can't write like that. I work with complete download of inspiration. So I was on a cruise ship with my husband and kids. We were in a family suite. All of a sudden, three o'clock in the morning, as every single one of my books have, 
came to me and it was like, grab your journal. It's very like, it's, and I'm obedient. It's like, grab your journal, grab your pen, find a place to write. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, where am I supposed to go? He's in the bedroom. My other son's on the, you know, the, the couch area. My other son's in the bed, the other bedroom. I've got, I've got the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So I put a bunch of towels down and you know, I don't care how big your, your, uh, suite is in a cruise ship. The bathrooms are always (laughs) small. So, and it's like this cold linoleum floor, but I'm like, all right, I'm being obedient. So I've got my journal and that book came out. Yeah, so, three o'clock in the morning. And and do you believe that? And I'm not exactly sure how to to word this, but I believe like there are mm, perhaps ideas that kind of float around in the like like, like look at the snuggie, you know, like mm-hmm. it's it's a blanket, <laughs> like it's a blanket with sleeves, you know. And so this idea, which is a well, like for real, I mean, like this is a this is a good idea, blanket with sleeves. You can sit there, you can change the channel or remote, you can read a book, this that and the other. And there were probably fifty. I don't know, however many million people who had that idea one day laying there on the couch, and then one guy's getting that same idea, and he's like, okay, let me let me bring that to Alignment fruition. Alignment and momentum. So do you, do you believe then that this idea, had you not written this book, Quantum Success, like that idea, that 3 a.m. download, so to speak, would have gone until it found another receptacle and someone else... It, if someone it? else is in the receiving mode at that time, it could have, but it's also, that's, m- those are my stories. Those are cl- my client stories. This is my process, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, it comes in as an idea, but it's like, then what do we do with it as a human being? Because a lot of times that we might get an idea and go, oh, well, who am I to do that? Oh, I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that. That's going to take too much work. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, but you're smart enough to realize, and Richard, you attested this, I'm sure, that you grab the reins on inspiration. Yes. You do not say... I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. No, you sit down and you, as fast as you can. And if you, even better, talk it. Mm-hmm. You know, just speak into your phone and record as much as you can. Because that's that's a perfect example of alignment momentum. Yeah. But there are constraints of reality, right? I mean, from the standpoint of... Oh, my of, Lord, you're well, exhausting that's me. That's the lack. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's well, the limitation. Well, I mean, but like the guy with the Snuggie, right? Like there were probably, again, other people who had the idea and they were like, oh, I don't know a manufacturer or I don't know how that's to... That's the lack thought. So, so what do you do with that? Like how do you... If you get this like just idea that you know can have impact on you know tens of thousands hundreds of thousands maybe millions of lives but you've never done whatever that is before how do you apply some of this to that i've never done it before you allow yourself to mary's be rolling your eyes no 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 no, 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 no. no this is a this is a really is good. good question because this is a Would really you say good it's a great pro- question it's a it's a beta- it is the best question i've ever been asked okay, in my life there we go. thank you very much <laughs> we have a little competition here on great questions on the show sorry yes <laughs> No, so you're right. It's like you receive this inspiration, and it's like if you don't know how, the mind wants, we could either go one or two ways, right? Well, I don't know how to do that. So then it shuts it down. It shuts a creative flow. Yeah. But if you stay open and go, God, that is a fantastic idea. Okay, I'm open. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. The next step, you're going to, that's where, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, the law of attraction, because you're in the receptive mode and you've stayed in that receptive mode, you'll find in a conversation, Someone's going to send you an email. You know, something happens because you're in that receptive mode and you, all you have to do is take the first step. And after the first step, there's the next step and the next step. And it Follow all the breadcrumbs. Yes. Mm-hmm. When I got my book, my first download ever for Perfect Pictures, it was 1.05 in the morning. I, I was meditating that night, saw the cover and everything. I'm like, what is this? I haven't written a book before. Mm-hmm. 1.05 in the morning, it was, it was as if someone was speaking in my head. First sentence, 
first paragraph, first chapter, and I got up and just started writing it down. It happened seven days in a row. By the fourth day, I'm like, okay, I think I don't know if I think I'm writing a book or something. And I'm like, I I'm receptive. I'm open. I have no idea what to do with this. I, I you're I'm, not attached to the outcome. I well, I'm not an author. I don't know yeah. what to do. But but show me the way. Mm-hmm. Boom! I got the call. Terry Cole email to Terry Cole Whitaker. She was a thought minister. Oh yeah. She had just spoken in Redding, California, and I had her contact information because I bought a workbook. So I figured that voice is telling me something to do. Some mm-hmm. you know. So I emailed her and I said, "How do you get a book published?" She said, go online and find the literary agent. I type up in Google, literary agent. And the first guy that pops up is Glenn Molette from GMA, GMA Publishing. Mm. Contact him, right? And he's like, sure, send me your manuscript. I sent it to him. He's like, perfect. I had no idea about publishing, anything like that. He goes, it'll be $1,700 to publish your book. It's a print-on-demand. I didn't know what that meant, but I said, great, I got a publisher. So I got a publisher. I get the book in my hand. Oh my gosh. That I mean that's what started mm-hmm. me being able to help hundreds of thousands of people to heal, to coach, to Yeah. Because I took the inspiration and didn't go, well, phew, what am I getting? I don't know how to become an author. So do you start it with the feeling? Yes, yeah. that's what I write about in Quantum Success. It's about the essence. It's always about the essence. One of the stories I share in there is that I remember I was a pharmaceutical rep. I was making well over a hundred thousand a year. I was getting great bonuses, you know, and I'm not a druggy kind of person, meaning, you know, smoked many pot in my day and I... I... Later. Anyway, it's a different <laughs> conversation for a different time on that. But, you know, like if I ever got a headache, I would try the natural approach. So I wasn't a pharmaceutical kind of person. So mm-hmm. it felt like out of alignment. And I knew there, there was a sense of purpose for me that felt in alignment with that. But I didn't know what my purpose was. Mm-hmm. So I would bring in, like imagine what I would feel like if I was on purpose. And that's when all this stuff happened. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting, right? So you go from selling, you know, one form of beverage, which is alcoholic, to selling <laughs> sugar water, to selling <laughs> drugs. And then you get this wake-up call. Well, imagine that. You just poisoned half the planet. And so <laughs> it's like now you get that hit of consciousness. Like half well, of the people that you sold to are already dead. So you're like, oh, my God. Oh my God. It's like halftime for oh you in your God, career. Steve, that's hysterical. So, so there you go. I, I had so. an aunt. She was just a raunchy old lady, and she she lived to be 95. Christy she's like, Vice Whitman. Uh, yeah. that's, <laughs> right. my, that's one of my next books, Vice, Vice. Vice Freedom. Um, but she was so funny. She goes, let me get this straight. You went from alcohol to drugs. You know, so she was just funny because it was yeah. just like that. But what was the transition? So, like, you, I, I want to try to understand this. So, you go and you sell sugar water, right? <laughs> I mean, you're at Pepsi, you're doing that thing. And again, you have this lack of fulfillment. It just doesn't feel good to you. So, you're like, okay, I'll go sell drugs. So, that was the next step, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it was like, well, at least it's going to help someone. What I'm doing with, because I worked for Canandaigua Wine Company and they had Wild Irish Rose. So, mm-hmm. like you said, in the city of Chicago, right. I had to go on ride with and I couldn't go in some of those places. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like, it was bad, like south side of Chicago. You know, not that all the south side of Chicago is bad, but you know, it was like they were trying to, dr- they were trying to drug, you know, yeah. the, the, the people. And so that didn't feel good, yeah. right? And and then going into Pepsi-Cola, it's like I started drinking so much Pepsi that I was getting heartburn. And I had to get, you know, start taking, um, well, like Prilosec. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, this is crazy. My health is going wrong, you know? So it's like, what can I do as a salesperson, as a marketing person to, you know, be successful? I'm like, well, at least I could sell some kind of pharmaceuticals that would make people feel better. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm trying to figure out the transition then where, because there are a lot of people who probably have the same sort of intuitive hits you do. Like they just know that there's a way that they can help people. They get these downloads. Maybe there's a book. Maybe it's, but they can't get out of what it is that they are doing. Mm -hmm. So how did you transition out to being able to actually sell products and programs and services and make that make that full on transition so that you could do this work full time. I'm trying to I trying did, to figure out that leap. I did, did whatever it took because I was so passionate and I knew that every time I coached a person, I was doing it at night and on the weekends. And I would go to like marketing, you know, seminars to learn how to market my books and, you know, I would start speaking in colleges and and I was doing these things at night on the weekend while I kept my day job. And mm-hmm. when I met Mr. Wonderful over here Yes. Yeah, By the way, as, as you are, I'm getting tired. Like he's getting the workout. Like his delts are going to be like. Oh, yeah. He's got good delts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, by the way, if there are any questions I'll benefit at all, later. Like, any questions for Christy on the live stream here? You know, make sure you kick them on. We'll be happy to answer those for you. So if anything comes in, Frederick, uh, you know, don't hesitate to just kind of shout them out. But please. Yeah, yeah. So so you know, I was doing this, and I wanted to go full time. And I I talk about this in Quantum Success. I had a horrible boss that I couldn't stand, but I was trying to keep following the positive aspects and stay attuned to what I was moving towards. Met Frederick. He lived in Montreal, and it was like it, we knew we were in love. We wanted to be together, and he had a brick and mortar business. So ah. so it was like I mean, it meant made sense that for me. For us to move forward and for me to move forward in my coaching business and to really put all my time and energy into it, I needed to let go of my over $100,000 you know, sales training manager now at a biotech company job mm-hmm. and just go full time. My parents thought it was crazy because my mom and dad don't understand the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. They don't understand coaching. My mom still to this day will say, well, I'm happy. Why would I need coaching? <laughs> right? And she doesn't understand the internet business. So she's mm-hmm. going, you're leaving a court, like a biotech, yeah. you know. And so even tapped into her fear and lack. Oh, right, yeah, exactly. Right. So even through all of that, even through all the doubt and the worry and the fear and all that kind of stuff, I knew one thing I knew, and that goes back to what we were ta- started, the law of sufficiency and abundance. My source is the source of my sufficiency and abundance. My, my, the universe is my source of my money. It just came through the company that I was working for. Mm-hmm. But I am the one that attracted that. I'm the one that had the havingness that allowed that. And so even when it was like I wasn't getting a client, I'm like, I am capable of making well over $100,000 a year. I did it there. I could do it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And very quickly, my company was up and running, and I was making a lot more than that. And that company was selling your book, it was doing workshops. It was private coaching, doing group coaching. So then, you know what? Now I'm in the inspiration, my first program, because it's like, what do people need to know? So I would ask my clients, what do you want to know about? And all of them said how to shift from lack to abundance. Because why always... would they come to you? I mean, like you weren't a, a doctor. You didn't get like, <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, like, who were you? You were I'm a drug cute. rep. Well, yes, but you were a drug rep, you know, like, I mean, for real. So, right. So why, why you? Like, why, how did you, why are you looking at me that because way? Because I think why her was she. He, you know, he's just asking it for a question. This yeah. is like his No, no I actually, like, I actually had like, He wants actually, to know because when someone's sitting there saying, why me? Right, yeah. He's trying to get. Yeah. I actually had a sales training manager. I was on my team when I told them I was quitting. And she goes, why would someone, why, who are you? Why, why, who are you to tell someone what they should do with their lives? And I mm-hmm. said, well, you don't understand coaching. I'm not going to tell someone what they should do with their lives. I help people go inside and ask the questions that they don't have time to ask themselves so that they come up with their own answers and get clear and move towards what they do want and less of what they don't want. And I went to school and I became certified in, you know, in coaching. Plus, 
I've been applying these laws Mm -hmm. for at least 15 years by that time and I had massive success in my own life. Plus, Mm -hmm. you know, people on my pharmaceutical team were like, what are you doing? I want you to coach me. Mm. And so I started coaching them. And I remember Letitia, she was like, I think it was like 485 salespeople and she was like 480 in the company. After 12 weeks of coaching with me, she got up to number four and won President's Trophy Club, which is like the highest ranking. Yeah. So... It wasn't, I mean, I'm a pretty, pretty damn good coach, but she applied the universal laws. Well, and also you represent them at the pharmaceutical company or a corporate position because they're like, so you used to do this and now you're even more successful doing this. Maybe I should listen to you yes. and take that back like Letitia did. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's your answer, Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had one of my first clients that when I left the, the pharmaceutical company to go full time in my coaching, he goes, You've been so successful. I'm hiring you as my coach. And then he went to the top one president's trophy. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's success. Yeah. Like Tony Robbins said, success leaves clues. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting in this world of coaches. And to your point, when you were kind of asking that, who are you? Everyone always assumes they need to be more or better. But there's interesting cases. Like you read Re- Relentless yet? Nope. Michael Jordan's coach? Nope. So it's a perfect example. If they, if Michael Jordan and his coach went on the basketball court, who do you think would win? But yet he trusted him to be his coach. He's, right. He can see the blind spots. He can mm-hmm. see the things exactly. that Michael couldn't see. So it's, it's an interesting thing. Most people think that you have to have someone that's been there or done it first. Mm-hmm. And I could see how in a lot of cases, like, you know, heart surgeon or something like that, yes. there's, yeah. there's certain things. But And you probably, for someone who's only been in lack and never made any money, you probably don't want them as a business coach. <laughs> But there's times where sometimes just somebody that helps you see that self-awareness, even though that doesn't sound right because it's self-awareness, but just some form of a blind spot that you didn't see. It's true because we are, we all go through life with our blinders on and we can only see, you know, through our own like points. Right. And then a coach can kind of go, Hey, did you realize that you just said this? I was just going to say that. So in my book, I talk about, we have a signature vocabulary and a signature response. So sometimes if you're saying something, I'm like, I know what he's going to say. Because you have a signature vocabulary. That's usually vocabulary. The you have to, yes. <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah. right? Poor guy. Yeah. So if we hear what we're talking about, hear how we're phrasing things, it's all habitual. Right. So we should not be surprised we're getting the same results. Yes. And you know, it's funny. I realize that having kids, because I'll hear my kids say something to me, and I'm like, did you pick that up at? Mm-hmm. And I and I know it's me. Like they both now will go. Well, technically, there's oh. not, and and I'm like I know I say that, and <laughs> yeah. so now my son will get into bed and he'll go. Well, technically, this and this and this, and I'm like, it's not a, even technically is not even the right word, but because I say that, yeah, you know, he it just it's those words that he picks up on. So I'm like seeing little little mirrors, little oh, Christy yeah. mirrors, mm-hmm. you know, at me from some of the things that I say. Yeah. So and it's hysterical. I feel like I know you. I think we've I feel met. The same way. Yeah, right? we've met before. Yeah. Either was he one of the bad guys? Like, back in the <laughs> no, <laughs> so not right. that kind of meeting. So take us back. Uh, I just want to make sure I understand this. So right now, your so your work is uh, obviously writing. You do you still lead live events? Are you still I do. Do, you do still lead live events? What's mm-hmm. the name of your signature live event right now? Well, I don't have a signature. I've just okay. moved. I've, I just came out of the closet about a year ago. Um, I've always been a healer, 
and I've been working with private he- private clients and also um, a, an advanced course where we teach about energy and release blocks and things. And I would always do what I call checkouts with people. And it was crazy because my hands would start going up and healing them or I'd see things or hear things. And so um, I about a year ago came out of the closet and said, I'm also a healer. And mm. so um, it's amazing because that's what I absolutely I'm so gifted with and love doing is that I just, when I'm in a session with someone, I can see someone holographically, see their blocks. And so, um, you know, I'm doing now these healing events where I call people up on stage and I'm like, what do you want better in your life? They start talking about it. I can see the blocks and then I help them. They process the energy because each one of us is the energy master of our own bodies. Mm -hmm. I don't impose energy or do anything. They have to do the energy, their energy releasing, but I can tell them like, okay, you got this here and, and they're like, okay, and then they can release that energy. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's amazing. I'm very grateful. So for you doing do that. so you do more of those events. Yeah, I'm doing more of those events. I do online events like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, I, I created a program called Watch Your Words. So every day for 30 days, it's words you want to get away from. Like mm. I can't afford to. It's not a financial priority for me right now. So a reminder of those type of words of Mm -hmm. of what we say that pulls our energy down, that, you know, has us constrict versus gives us options and makes us feel empowered and, you know, powerful. Mm -hmm. So and the new book is Quantum Success, Seven Essential Laws for a Thriving, Joyful and Prosperous Relationship with Work and Money. And we'll uh, show that to the live streamers right there as well. So make sure you guys go out and grab a copy of Christie's new book, Quantum Success. What are, you, what are you hoping, like if there was one major sort of takeaway from the book, what, what are you hoping people get out of this book when they go from start to finish? I hope they realize, well, I feel like there's three different levels. Those that have never heard about law of attraction or are not familiar with the other seven essential laws, that it really just opens them up and starts getting them to understand how powerful they really are and how creative they really are. And is and is awakening for them like the secret was for many so many people. Yeah, the secret was really powerful, but then there was a little bit of uh, backlash because people were more Pollyannish about it. Yes. So if this is the quantum success book, is bringing real truth rounded. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what's needed. And so for those people that have been working with law of attraction or even universal laws to take them to the next level and and get them a deeper understanding. Um, I had Phoenix magazine the other day just come out and they did an excerpt. They said, if you love the secret, this takes the secret way beyond and and helps you apply this to you know your career and money. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah, that's awesome. yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so we've got just a, a few minutes left here, and unfortunately, we're going to have to to wrap up. We'd love to chat with you all day, but in the in the last few minutes here, I want to make sure that we give someone uh, who is in need of your guidance, coaching, you know, the principles as you apply them, etc. If someone is let's just say stuck in that state of lack or just not getting the types of results that they want in their their life or or their business what what are a couple things that they can start thinking about doing here and applying uh, fairly quickly? Well, I'd say get the book and I actually am wanting everybody to get it so much that I'm going to give it to you for free. So it's a hardback book, $26 value. I just asked you to take care of the shipping. So you can go to uh, quantumsuccessbook.com, quantumsuccessbook.com. That's the first way. I mean, it's like a step-by-step approach to creating what you want. Um, There's also the watchyourwords.com because you have to start watching your words. And when Mm -hmm. you start watching your words, it helps you watch your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. so quantumsuccessbook.com. So mm-hmm. you're giving them the book and they'll they, pay for shipping and handling. Yep. And hopefully that'll 
help you get onto uh, some of the lists. Are you gonna are you gonna manifest one of the uh, the lists there? Is that the uh, is that the plan? It, you know, it's funny. My last two books that was like the goal, and I'm so surrendered with where this goes and what happens with it. Now I'm in the law of detachment with this one. I mean, I would absolutely welcome it. I'm not gonna say no. I don't want that. But for me, it's it's a bigger purpose and a bigger reason for this than just an accomplishment of a list. Yeah. Which again, part of it. If it happens, fantastic. But I just want it to really impact people, and so that, I mean, the the where we spend most of our time in our lives is in our careers and our jobs. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things that we worry about and fret about is money. So if I could help people relieve that resistance in those two areas, then I'm a happy gal. Yeah. And lastly, I forgot to ask, ask this question earlier, and maybe this is a good way to kind of wrap up here. But you know, when we go back to that voice, and we all hear that voice. How do you delineate between whether or not that voice is just kind of the voice of, of fear or if it's actually like a, a premonition that you need to be listening to? That's a great question. Ooh. Oh, brother. yeah. Sweet. I know. You hate it when I say that. <laughs> well, because this is what he does. <laughs> I yeah. feel it. That, feel that would be too Oh, you do it too. <laughs> nothing. Yes. No, I don't. Yes. No, she also had some very good questions. Right, maybe, maybe two to one. Yes. Okay, fine. Cool. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. Um, the, the voice that is limited and bounded always feels bad. Yeah. Always feels so bad. So it's back to that feeling thing mm-hmm. again. Yeah. The a voice primary. that feels expansive and inspiring, yeah. that's the voice of the 96%. I talk about that in the book, that who we are is a bounded human being. All of our life experience, no matter how long we've been on the planet, what our experiences have been, it's only 4% of who we really are. Mm-hmm. The 96 is the full potentiality and non-physical part of us. No, I'm sorry for interrupting because no. I'm now going to joke. I was going to say, so we got to get the snuggy guy on and see if he would like if he was smoking with you too. Because <laughs> like, how in his mind he was like, yeah, this is it. This yeah. is expensive. I'm going to make millions. Yeah. So I, I knew when we were having you on, this would be something that was like right up. Like this is this is Mary, like to a T, right here. Any any last questions for uh, for Christy before we let her go? Here we got about ninety seconds. No, I just really appreciate your contribution. This has Thank been you. a really wonderful episode of reinvention radio yeah Thank absolutely you. rich yeah. any uh, any last questions before we wrap i would say it's more of a statement i think you've always been on the path and you know you've always been on the path and i used to joke and still kind of joke that drugs are just a lazy man's way to spirituality anyway oh, totally. we're just trying to connect and so you were you were on your way already and you just kept following it. So congratulations. Absolutely. And, and I'm sure and there's other you. people that are thankful too. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah. And so if you if you could have one thing happen for you in twenty nineteen, what what would that one thing be? If you had to just if you could only pick one, genie in a bottle kind of thing or manifestation or law of attraction, whatever you want to call it, only one thing that could happen for you in twenty nineteen, what what would that be? Honestly, it would it, it would be to continue to have the laughter and the fun and the playfulness and the connection with my husband and my boys. They're everything to me. Yeah, awesome. Nice and let's answer. give them a quick shout out. How old are your boys? Eight. One just turned eight on Monday. Eight, eight yeah. and nine. Eight so and nine. Maxim and Alex, the coolest little kids. And I'm just, you know, we, they don't come with instruction manuals, right? So right. this man and I are doing something right because they're just cool people to be with. So I'm well, really proud. Nice. Really proud. And you guys are cool people to be with as well. well so thank you. awesome hanging out with you. Christy Whitman, go grab a copy of Quantum Success, Seven Essential Laws for a Thriving, Joyful, and Prosperous Relationship with work and money, and you can get that book for free at quantumsuccessbook.com. 
com and highly recommend it. And uh, Christy, I know how busy you are, so for you to be able to hang out with us here on Reinvention Radio is awesome. From Mary Goulet and Richie Ote, White Wade, and Kelly Poker, I'm Steve Olsher, and we'll talk to you guys next time here on Reinvention Radio. Take care, everybody. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit ReinventionRadio.com. Attention coaches, authors, speakers, and business owners. Please pay close attention to what I'm about to say if you want to secure massive visibility fast and generate thousands of highly qualified leads without spending a dime on advertising or marketing. The easiest way to make this happen is to appear as a guest on the world's most popular podcast. We recently came across an awesome resource that provides detailed contact information for 240 new media influencers who are looking for guests just like you. It's called the Ultimate Directory, and for a limited time, you can get the preview edition of the directory absolutely free. That's right, for free. It's time for you to get the visibility you and your business deserve and connect with the world's leading icons of influence who can make you famous with the push of a button. Get your free preview edition of the Ultimate Directory right now at www.myultimatedirectory.com. That's myultimatedirectory.com.